Hello, and welcome to SNC Critical Insights. I'm Audra Cohn, co-managing partner of the firm's general practice group and co-head of the firm's consumer and retail group. Today, we'll be discussing the future of consumer and retail M&A in the context of the ongoing crisis. The COVID-19 pandemic has amplified long-term changes in consumer behavior. In brick and mortar retail, for example, we saw mall foot traffic drop 60% in March, while many industry mainstays have been pushed toward bankruptcy. Meanwhile, e-commerce businesses have seen double-digit sales growth in 2020, and non-discretionary retail businesses have seen significant sales growth as well. We'll explore whether these outcomes signal a fundamental shift in the consumer and retail industries and what that will mean for M&A deals in the space going forward. We're talking a lot about uh, uh, distressed acquisitions and distressed industries. Uh, Melissa, you spend uh, as much time as, as anyone on companies that are in the uh, consumer and retail sectors, and they were already hurting even in a robust economy before the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, how, how does the pandemic uh, and the potential aid from the stimulus package uh, change uh, their outlook for deals going forward? What, what, is, what is your view on that? I think a lot of the themes that we've been already talking about today apply equally to consumer and retail, but the picture is very different for different subsectors within the consumer and retail sector. So let me break it down a little bit. I think, as you said, traditional brick and mortar retailers were already suffering and had no margin for, for error before COVID-19. Um, and now, unfortunately, many of them are already having to work with their creditors to try to find solutions um, and are trying to deal with the massive issues created with their employees after shutting down stores. Um, so I think the picture for traditional brick and mortar retail is pretty bleak. We saw statistics that showed that mall traffic, mall foot traffic was down by 60% in March alone. Um, the CARES Act in the US does offer some relief for these types of businesses, um, but I don't think they're gonna address the long-term shifts in consumer behavior that may be accelerated and amplified by the COVID situation. And we're seeing that amplification already in evidence um, where e-commerce businesses like Amazon as well as large big box stores like Walmart and Target and Costco are already flourishing and showing double digit sales increases in the month of March. So um, there's a fundamental shift in consumer behavior that I think um, will not be addressed by the government packages that we've seen today. On the consumer side, I think the picture also varies a little bit depending on which segment we're talking about. As I mentioned earlier, um, for consumer staples, um, particularly for diversified multi-brand companies, I think we'll see them show a lot of strength in years to come. And in some jurisdictions, we may even see them receive some government support um, to address what we've learned is a relatively fragile supply chain for some of those items. Um, 
I think beyond consumer staples, if you look at consumer discretionary, which includes things like beauty and apparel and home goods, of course, we're seeing a slowdown in discretionary spending right now while people are sheltering in place at home. But I think those companies will work through that um, in the next 18 months or so once they deal with the shock to their inventory and their supply chains. Um, I think the picture for luxury companies is probably also very good. We saw luxury companies recover from the dot-com bubble bursting, from the September 11th attacks, from the credit crisis um, within 18 months, and I expect we'll see a similar pattern this time around. So what does that mean for M&A? Well, I'm very optimistic that actually this is going to lead to a lot of M&A in this sector. Um, I think we'll see M&A associated with traditional brands and companies retooling their strategies to be more oriented towards omnichannel strategies or e-commerce strategies. I think we'll see some bottom feeding M&A where people try to pick up brands and companies at their currently depressed values. Um, I think we'll see some companies that are in the business of collecting valuable brands and investing in them over the long term. They're going to see this as a very attractive time to pick up some crown jewel assets. Um, and I think we'll also see some vertical M&A where companies are trying to shore up their supply chains, people wanting to move some of their supply into the U.S. through strategic alliances and outright acquisitions. And then, of course, technology's importance in this world has grown as a result of all of this. So if I were a betting person, um, I would be betting big on technology that disintermediates the sort of human interaction that happens when people want to purchase things. So cashless store technology, self-checkout technology, um, and of course, anything to do with warehouse and transportation logistics or sales of consumer products, I think will be a hot area in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm.